Hey there, everybody. You're tuned into the Water Trio podcast for another dose of all your astrological insights for the week. So um, I'm here with my lovely friends and colleagues in astrology, Kelly Surtees and Alicia Youssef. So before we get started in getting into all the juicy insights as February starts, Um, In response to some of our listener feedback and the things we've done through just a little bit over a year of putting this podcast together now, is that many of you really enjoyed some of those masterclasses that we put together for you and special bonus episodes. So with that in mind, we are going to be changing the structure of the way that we deliver the podcast a little bit. So Jupiter in Capricorn, I know. And given the fact that we started this podcast under the you know, unbridled enthusiasm of Jupiter and Sagittarius. Now we're just kind of, I guess, streamlining things a little bit. So the benefit is that you'll get more astrology in terms of special bonus episodes, masterclasses. However, we are going to be delivering the regularity of these uh, podcasts once a fortnight as opposed to once a week. So we're really excited to perhaps... uh, bring you the more Jupiter in Capricorn energy where there's uh, a little bit more substance and quality, even if that means just that slight reduction in regularity. But uh, that's what we're doing. We're really excited to kind of, you know, chew up uh, some more juicy stuff with you guys. And we really hope that you enjoy that too. So did either of you want to contribute to that sort of housekeeping and homework piece before we, you know, crack into the astrology? Oh, well, you know, I always love to add into the admin piece. (laughs) (laughs) Leash is our only non-mutable person here, is our admin person. (laughs) Yes. Um, Thanks, Cass. And yeah, perfect. You know, we, so just to be clear, there'll be three episodes a month or, you know, one, so there'll be one um, every fortnight of the actual delivering the astrology, the astro weather, and then there'll be an extra episode each month on masterclasses. So please, I think our next masterclass that we've got planned is on Mars in the fixed signs. I know a number of people have been asking about that, but we'll, you know, please send us your questions, uh, pop it on social media or on YouTube, and we'll try to, yeah, put them all in. So sometimes it will be a masterclass, sometimes it'll be a Q&A episode. We'll just mix it up and see how it works for all of you. So um, we love delivering this free service to you all, um, and we hope to continue to do it for, for, you know, all this year. And let's see where we go with Jupiter and Aquarius, huh? Yeah, I mean, we just love to talk astrology and this is just a way where we can broaden what we're sharing so that we can start to offer a little bit of that deeper insight for everyone. And yeah, the once every two week format will mean, you know, we'll sort of have an episode that's kind of centered around the new moon and then the next episode will center around the full moon. Of course, we will talk about more than just the new or the full moons in the episodes. We'll continue to deliver all the astro insights with our our Aussie gal humor and laughs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I did, I loved Cass, like it does feel very much like, oh, Jupiter and Capricorn, so there's a new format. Okay, let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, we really felt that and we really paid attention to some of the feedback and the comments and the messages we got sent. So just trying to, you know, adapt and appreciate that that feedback and, and commentary and, you know, what you guys want in the capacity and style that we deliver it in. So... Cool. So who's the first cab off the rank in terms of the astro for this episode? So I believe that might be you, Kel, telling us all about Mercury's 
ingress into Pisces. Yes. Uh, so it's February 3, uh, the start of our episode this week, and it's the day that Mercury moves into Pisces. And for the better part of the next two months, we are going to have Mercury swimming through Pisces. So there is definitely more of an inspiration communication theme. Um, I guess like communication has an inspiration and even an imagination quality to it. So Mercury in Pisces is really good for soulful conversations, for healing conversations, for feeling and intuiting. So getting maybe out of the head and into more of that heart space or that um, soulful belly space. Mercury in Pisces does have a reputation for being a little bit muddled or a little bit dazed and confused, especially (laughs) with the details. And um, case in point, I had an experience uh, just a couple of weeks ago where I had to go to a very important meeting and I realised the day before that I didn't have one of the very important documents for that meeting. And uh, (laughs) luckily I had sent like electronic copies through and and that was Uh, that was able to be enough. Uh, So a little bit of forgetfulness is possible with Mercury moving into Pisces. But, you know, the shift, I think, with Mercury in a sign ruled by Jupiter, we are going to have more of this expansive quality to our thinking and to our conversations. So for the last six weeks or so, Mercury has been in either Capricorn or Aquarius, which are both signs ruled by Saturn. And so Mercury in Pisces is definitely going to have you kind of dreaming big, thinking big, and maybe doing a little bit of daydreaming there as well. Um, Do you guys have any extra insights on Mercury in Pisces that you're either looking forward to or know you have to be wary about? What you just said at the end there reminds me of that beer ad here, you know, after a hard day's work, you need you need to quench a big, cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old VB for those yeah. who know yeah, what that is, the green cats. Is that a Victoria yeah. bitter ad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I said it wrong too, but I just remember that ad from the 70s with all the men with their big mows. And <laughs> oh, my God, and those short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't want to remember that. So bad. <laughs> um, How quickly we went there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Not even 10 minutes in. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and look you know talking about memories because this mercury in pisces is mercury retrograde as well you know this is we we will have that yes we have two weeks before that kicks in but it's on its way the signals Mm. of that are coming at the end but i don't know i think my mercury in pisces always reminds me of doris day who has this placement quite strongly in her chart and she was always that kind of i don't know she was always singing about magic and romance and those really Piscean things, you know, the the dreaminess of life. My grandfather used to love listening to Doris Day on the radio and it just is a real childhood memory for me of just listening to the songs and just imagining this fantasy world that she was creating where she, you know, meets this beautiful man and they go off into the sunset together kind of, kind of stuff, um, which can be a little bit what this is about or just the work, the awe and the wonder of the world around and the magic that's there. So I think, yeah, being able to connect into those ideals and I think in her life as well, she was someone who was a real activist. I think she has a, like an animal foundation and in her late years she just collected stray dogs and things like that. So there is that generosity, open-hearted, compassionate piece to this Mercury and Pisces as well. So it's in our thinking, um, in our communications, it's going in that place rather than like focusing on the details and, and crossing the dots. I actually sadly think in her life she um, 
went into bankruptcy or something like that because somebody went and stole all her money. Uh, She was getting really bad financial advice and because she wasn't across the details, she lost a lot of money and had to work longer than she wanted to to kind of bring it back. So there is that kind of part of Pisces, like you were saying, Kel, of just going with the flow. But if you do have to do the detailed work and do the planning, then kind of put the focus in there, um, create the space for it if you can. Yeah, totally. What about you, Kaz? Um, So speaking of like cans of VB (laughs) and losing all your money. (laughs) um, Yeah, so basically like VB for our American friends would be, you know, that export beer that nobody actually drinks. Um, Does anybody drink VB? Although actually the Victorians do, don't they? Do they? I don't don't know. know. I don't know. They drink Forex up here. Which is maybe worse or I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't drink beer. (laughs) Me either. But in saying that, so we're talking about beer and losing your money. Um, You know, that's Mercury and Pisces, right? You're drunk. Like Mercury's a little bit drunk, dazed and confused, as Kel said. And, you know, bringing in the piece around music too, Lishi, you know, Mercury and Pisces, it's like, you know, when you're happy, you like the music, but when you're sad, you understand the lyrics. And... And I think Mercury in Pisces can help you uh, intuit poetry better, maybe intuit music better, maybe like listen to the words and they bring on a new meaning or they bring a new um, feeling or a new kind of inspiration to you. So, you know, words can be a real vehicle for what your heart or what your soul is trying to convey when Mercury's in Pisces. So, you know, you may not get to your appointments on time, but your journal writing or your mm. um, your creative output will have, you know, so much more depth and meaning than what it might have, it, you know, uh, you know, in terms of your logistical uh, parts of life. So, you know, this is, you know, Mercury is looking to Jupiter during this phase, which is in Capricorn. And one of the ways we could even extend this further more is, okay, well, let's sort of put creativity as a priority here, you know, Mm. put things that has meaning and purpose as a priority and, you know, write that shit down, like, you know, Mm. uh, bring out those intentions and really make it happen for you. So that creative life or that soulful space where our usual, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday kind of led lives, which is, you know, what we are ultimately led to believe is the way to live, um, you know, get outside of that a little bit and let, let that, you know, maybe that more spirit or soul calling guide your words or guide your intentions or guide your thoughts or your actions throughout the day to a certain point. So it can be a real quite a beautiful and spiritual place if you're prepared to, you know, open up those Pisces floodgates and let them all out, right? <laughs> You'll be surprised that have a, have a can of VB and then start. <laughs> and oh, start <laughs> No, I would never, ever. I think I took a sip of that stuff <laughs> I once mean, when I was 18. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I think so, I think they so, call the same beer in the U, in the UK, the, I forget which one it is, maybe it's Heineken, they call it Wife Beater because oh. it's like such a bad beer it actually makes people go a bit crazy. So oh dear. It's like very uh, lowbrow beer. No offense if anybody really enjoys it. They enjoy the taste, no judgment, but it just it's been advertised that way. So um, but yeah, like you know, it's you know, have a drink, let those feelings out, talk about the things. And 
you know, it uh, doesn't mean you have to press publish on any of that, but, you know, it, it does help you just get out those thoughts, you know, when Mercury has been in Saturn signs for a little while. Now it's time to kind of like get the uh, conversational lubricant out in Pisces. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, and you may, you may get some good ideas because I was like, actually, this totally. sounds really bad, but there are some really talented people that have Mercury in Pisces. People totally. like um, Maya Angelou, Elizabeth Barrett-Browning, um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I might not be pronouncing his name properly. Um, Kurt James, Cobain. James Joyce, Erica Jong, um, Elton yeah. John. Uh, so you can see that all of these people have have talented careers that are about expressing feelings through words or music, and mm. that's something that Mercury in Pisces does really, really well. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I think, you know, I love what you were talking about there, Cass, as well, about just making this space to be with our emotions, but in a, like in a way that connects the heart and the head together, you yeah. know, Mercury being the mm. mind, Pisces being the heart. It's like, okay, you know, Venus in Pisces has had us all in this beautiful space where we're swimming in our emotions and being there and relating from the heart. But this is like, okay, let's bring a little bit of logic as much as we can into this space, but let's connect, you know, is that real? Let's pass it through the more logical filters that Mercury does offer. You know, look at the the, the facts about your feelings and, and then create an informed decision from that place. So it's still heartfelt, but yeah, it's a bit more thoughtful, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, as we kind of touched on, Mercury is going to be retrograding through this part of the sky and through part of your chart. So there will be extra time to sort of swim in the waters of Pisces um, with Mercury retrograde coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Six weeks. Of Mercury in Pisces, isn't in it? In Pisces, yeah. Well, the retrograde starts, I think, February 16th in the States, February 7th in Australia. Yeah, something you said, Leash, like we've had Venus in Pisces and now Mercury there might help with articulation, might help bring mm. some type of expression, even if it's not like the most clear letter or essay, but it might be like, here's a song that expresses how I feel or here's a piece of poetry that really brings brings the feelings out. Um, and then Cass, I think you were talking, like you're sort of alluding to the Pisces and alcohol link of like wanting to (laughs) maybe chill out a little bit or not get too caught up in the details of, of reality or real life. Yeah. Well, sometimes, uh, you know, a drink or, you know, whatever you choose to do, it doesn't have to be alcohol, of course, but can sometimes, you know, unlock a certain creative centre in your brain, you know. Like mm. um, I think Oscar Wilde, you know, he one of his famous quotes was, write drunk, edit sober. So, mm. you know, sometimes it can just be that barrier block, you know, that barrier uh, dissolving factor that can just maybe help you tap into those things. I mean, you know how we would say like, um, you know, sometimes it, like do you see the the ugly side of people when they're drunk or do you see the truthful side of when they're drunk? And so sometimes when you're, you're not, you don't always, um, uh, you know, when you've got a little bit of a, um, you know, it reminds me of like a bit of that Jim Carrey movie where he couldn't lie, you know, and yeah. you just bring out that pure honesty there with, you know, Pisces. This is how I feel. It doesn't have to make sense. I may not be really like I'm totally Mercury and Pisces this whole statement. 
<laughs> but yeah, like that's the gist, right? Just, you know, relax, play some music, burn some incense, whatever it is you like to do. And just let those, you know, feelings um, bubble up to your mind, you know, bringing that connection between heart and mind as opposed to the disconnect. And sometimes yeah. a little beverage or whatever it is you like to do can help you bridge that gap. Yeah, totally. So I think next up we've got. I think it's for, yeah, Venus and Aries for you, Lishi. Oh, yes. You're going to be talking about that. Yeah, so she's coming out of the creative, imaginative, juicy water of Pisces and into the fire of Aries. And I always love Venus in Aries. I wonder why. But but it's that idea of valuing self. That's what I really feel like for this. The idea of, you know, Venus wants to relate, Venus wants to unify and bring things together. But if we don't value ourselves in that relationship first, then the relationship won't work. If, you know, it, it, mm. Lib- Libra, which she rules, is, is, and the opposite of this is, you know, the two parts of it. And it's not just all the way. You know, we have to tend to the me in relationship as well. And I, I feel like Venus in Aries really gives us the opportunity to do this. She's, you know, having the courage to take time for ourselves, having the focus on what what. I want and not looking at it as a bad kind of thing to, to be able to go and do that. Um, take your focus off the we a bit and put it onto the me to make sure you're feeling good about it. I've watched on Netflix, I've just gotten into sex education, the show. It's it's really good about this guy who goes and becomes a therapist. His mum's a sex therapist and he goes and becomes a therapist in his school to earn money, a uh, sex therapist. So he's giving, he's giving relationships and sex advice. Never, ever had sex or a relationship before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really so funny. So he's a it's virgin a, and giving sex advice. Yeah, but his mum's a sex therapist so he hears it all the time. Like He's house, heard what she's it's been saying. Really, uh, yeah. It's got Gillian Anderson guy? in it. He's 16, oh, I think. It, oh, it's a show. It's not like a documentary or anything. No, 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 oh, no. no. It's, it's a TV show. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. Yep. yeah. So yeah. it's got Gillian Anderson in it. She's the mum. She's the sex therapist and it's just hilarious. Um, anyway, but he's giving this advice to this couple in the bath and the the girl doesn't want to have sex without with the lights on and she doesn't because she thinks her boyfriend won't want to see it. She thinks she's horrible. And so he gets the two of them in this bathtub to talk to each other and share. And he's like, when you are, you know, looking at her, how do you feel? And he was like, I just wish she'd see me the way I see her. She's beautiful. She's amazing. They weren't naked at the time. They were fully dressed. Long story. And that was when she was able to really capture her own value. And that was what helped the relationship, when she could see her own value, how beautiful she actually was and tapped into that, um, then the relationship really blossomed and bloomed and the sex came back. But um, anyway, it was just a, I thought it was a good example of Venus in Aries. Love Have it. either well, of you got something uh, to say about that? <laughs> well, maybe not such an exciting story. Cass, do you have any thoughts? Um. I think as far as Venus in Aries goes, one idea that really comes to mind is, you know, whether it's love, money, self-worth, value, whatever, have the courage to demand more. You know, when we're looking at Venus in her rulership uh, in Libra, the opposite sign, it's, you know, she's a little bit like, I'll take what I can get, you know, or I'll take what comes to me or, um, you know, it's that sort of 
double dose of Venus when she's in her rulership. So she's just kind of out there like a uh, like a light waiting for all the moths to come to her. But when it's in air, when Venus is in Aries, she's the aggressor or she's the the one that's going, you know, this is what I want. So she's kind of taking herself off the the sales rack and going into the position of being the buyer. So she's like, no, I'm not accepting that. I'm choosing that one instead. So whether it's whatever it is in your life. So I think, you know, that Venus in Aries, it's, you know, a, a different type of lust muffin. She's, she's probably, <laughs> uh, I don't really know what she is in Venus in, Pi, uh, Venus in Aries, but, you know, she's not settling for anything less and she is demanding more. So if you're at that place in, you know, whatever relational issue is in your life right now, this is a time to just have that courage. Ask for more. It's very much, you know, you only get, you know, you'll receive what you ask for. If you don't ask, you don't receive. And, you know, um, Venus in Aries is usually not terribly backwards in coming forwards with the things that she wants. So it is kind of getting out all our little kind of like warrior princess vibes going on. And if you're not coming up to my standard, mate, well, then you're out. Like it's very simple. <laughs> and yeah. it's having the courage and um, the self-awareness to do that. So would totally. she be a Samantha kind of lust muffin? Totally. Sex in the city. Totally. <laughs> totally. Something you said, Cass, really got me thinking there. You're talking about like, you know, Venus in Libra sort of takes what she can get, takes what she can get. Yeah, I think Venus in Aries is not willing to compromise. She's much no. more independently minded. We should mm. also throw out Venus moves into Aries on Friday, February 7th in Canada and the States. And that'll actually happen on the morning on of the Saturday 8th. the 8th mm. if you're in Australia. And she'll be in Aries for about four weeks. So right through until early uh, March. Yeah, so this definitely, the, the phrase that I always think to build on what you're both saying was that idea of healthy selfishness with Venus in Aries mm. of, you know, I know what I want or what I don't want and I'm not prepared to compromise my freedom or my independence just to make someone else happy. So there is yeah. a real sort of free-spirited kind of go solo uh, feminine vibe, if you like, with Venus in Aries. Uh, so it will feel very different uh, when we're, you know, either thinking about fashion and style or even just all of your relationships as well. Yeah. 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 Cool. So a couple of planets changing signs, but, and actually that's kind of like the theme for this episode, isn't it? Mm. Like Mercury changes yeah. signs, Venus changes signs. We're going to talk about, I think, the full moon in Leo next, but at the end of the episode we have another planet changing signs to talk about. So there are planets on the move in this first part of Feb. So who's going to chat about the full moon in Leo? February it's 9th. My turn, I think to talk about the, Go the Leo moon. Yeah. So it's definitely like a, a big spotlight or a crescendo to sort of you know bring out this phase of time. So the full moon happens um, on February 9 uh, in Australia. And uh, February 9th everywhere, actually. So 20 mm. degrees of Leo is where this full moon actually uh, culminates. And so we've just talked about Venus moving into Aries, so, you know, this independent fire sign. And then we have a full moon in, you know, the fiery um, domain of Leo. So this is also you know, a feeling here of, you know, putting yourself out there and doing your thing. Um, I know I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but one of my favourite Leos, 
uh, Dr. Aaron Cheek and his wonderful poem of gravity and light and how putting yourself out there, whether that's out there Mm. on the internet, you know, doing your thing, you know, social media, maybe it's doing your thing within your family environment or your workplace, whatever the situation is, you know, having, you know, radiating your own light um, is an eternal thing. It's not somebody stepping in that light or basking in that light can't take away from that uh, that solidness that Leo brings. The sun is always going to shine anyway. Yeah, there might be a cloud over it sometimes. You know, you're not in the mood or, you know, someone's trying to, you know, what's this phrase? Uh, throw shade at you Um, and that's always going to happen but that Leo moon is a really great time to sort of be loud and proud and maybe if you're not getting that recognition um, allow those accolades to fall on you or allow people to lift you up or say hey you know you've done a wonderful job allow yourself to kind of get those lovely words or that response or um you know, that recognition for what you're doing. So it is a little bit about maybe tooting your own horn a little bit uh, underneath the Leo moon, uh, being maybe a little bit dramatic. You know, it is an emotional, uh, you know, full moons do sort of can heighten emotions and things like that. So if you feel you're not, um, you know, getting that respect, you know, from Aretha Franklin, it's, you know, demand it. Venus is in Aries. The moon is full in Leo. It is really kind of stepping into your own light and um, and sort of demanding what you need and what you want in some way. What do you girls think about this full moon? Well, yeah, I'm also very excited about it, Cass. The beautiful imagery that you're sharing there really speaks to the warmth and the uplifting vibe. This full moon is kind of off axis to some of the more tricky planets in us in in the zodiac right now, and there is just this feeling of like standing in the light. I loved what you were saying, Cass, about accepting the accolades that might come your way. I mean, sometimes that's just so hard to do to be like or I did something and somebody acknowledged that, you know, it's so, it can feel really uncomfortable to receive a compliment. And I think that's maybe a symptom of how out of whack we are as humans, but this Mm. feels very uplifting. And I think you also alluded to Cass, the idea that Venus has just gone into Aries and the full moon is then going to happen in Leo. So there's this real fire elemental energy for this weekend that just encourages living life, being active, saying maybe saying yes, or just thinking about the fire element was considered to be the most divine element. So it raises things up. So it raises our perspective or it raises our confidence or it gives us a sense of something larger. So I'm really looking forward to this full moon. Um, What about you, Leish? Yeah, fire, passion, because we still have Mars in Sag at the time as well. So there is that feeling of... I don't know. It's just, I guess, because this is the full moon after that quite big new moon in Aquarius as well. So it's having a look back at those future visions you created and those ideals for a better world and thinking, okay, how can I get my personal passions, my individual Mm. drives to follow this? You know, where is there a bit of... I don't know, push-pull, where am I meeting something? Okay, this was my vision, but now I'm bringing in some new information or I'm seeing that what I really want to do and what I really really feel passionate about is going to take it in this particular direction. Um, Could even, I always say under these kind of full moons, have a look 
back at the new moon in Leo six months ago, which I think was on the 1st of July 2019. Check in on your intentions at that time. Is there anything that you set then that you could be kind of just giving that last little bit of power to or perhaps closing down, going, I've achieved that or I haven't achieved that. Um, So, you know, and I'm not going to, or this could use a little bit of more drive and energy pushed into that as well. So yeah, I loved all the points both of you were making. And I, you know, don't really want to add to that, but it's just that more, okay, how can we use this in our manifesting and intention work? So yeah. Yeah. It's going to be one of those kind of good full moons. I think if you have crystals that you need to cleanse or what have you, it's, there's nothing impairing the full moon, if you like. Yeah, totally. So, and I think, who's doing Mars in Capricorn? I think that's the next bit, isn't it? That might be you, Leish. Oh, no. Am I? Oh, maybe Cass. I'm not sure. Oh, am I doing another one? Oh, lucky me. We had four things that we had four features. We can all chip in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anybody who's watched this podcast or listened to the podcast more than once will probably know I love like a bit of a Mars satiny vibe. And so we've got Mars moving into Capricorn for um, the next six weeks, starting on February 16th. So Mars in Saturn sign, you know, this is an uber productive um, six week period. Mars is exalted in the sign of Capricorn. And so one of the ways I like to try and you know, sort of conceptualize this when we're talking about, you know, uh, planetary strength is that we've got the heat of Mars. It's hot and dry and it's impulsive with the cooled, tempered down qualities of Capricorn. So it's like you've take the, um, it's like the phrase, like you can't put a young head or an old head on young shoulders, but that's what Mars and Capricorn kind of does. And so being able to uh, play the long game is a little bit uh, more helpful with Mars and Capricorn, the ability to, okay, what do I want to do on a daily basis that is going to drive my longer-term goals? Um, Aligning your priorities, you know, your daily stuff, your daily motivations, your daily activities for what you're not only want now, but maybe down the track, um, you know, Mars is coming along and also um, going to be triggering the, you know, the entire Capricorn party that's in play right now. And so it might, for some, might even bring a little bit of a culmination point or an aggravation point or bringing things to a head um, to help you maybe cut away, close, complete, get things done in this Capricorn part of your world. So personally, I'm super excited about Mars and Capricorn. I love the Mars, Capricorn, Aries-y stuff, probably because I have such a lack of it. Um, (laughs) So, but I love it, you know, and I think like if you've got some goals that, you know, really kind of burning away at you in 2020, um, this is a, you know, one of the windows of opportunity is like, don't put off until tomorrow what you can get done today over the next six weeks. So that's my tip, my advice for Mars and Capricorn. It's just, you know, do the damn thing. What about you girls? Yeah, I'm, I love Mars and Capricorn as well. And, um, I think the idea of cutting a swathe through all the crap that's been happening for the last year and a half. Um, If there are things that you're still clinging to and you haven't quite gotten over the loss there, this is an opportunity to cut that free, to let that go and put a bit of energy into there. And that drive and that focus you spoke about, Cass, absolutely. Um, 
it always makes me think of the Iron Age in terms of human technology. And um, I was watching this my daughter's really into history documentaries. We're watching this one on China and how when they worked out that you could create, you know, if you superheat things that come from the earth, iron, things like that, then you get this incredibly strong implement that you can use Mm. and it can be honed to a really sharp point as a sword or it can be created for, you know, Look at what we've got today with iron ore. We've got cars and planes and all that sort of stuff. So when we dig things out of that Capricorn earth and then heat them with that Mars fire, um, we get things that are really durable and long-lasting and that can be tested and challenged a lot and give us a lot of strength. You know, I feel like this is... if you know, the idea of a, an iron rod in, in a spine mm. like to really help keep everything in alignment and, and a straight back and that idea of, okay, it, it puts even more strength and energy into being able to say no to what you have to say no to um, and to, to make space for those things that you really do want to go and create and, and um, use that Mars drive and passion towards. So, yeah, what about you, Kel? What are your thoughts? Oh, beautiful, Aish. When you were describing that, it just reminded me of one of the images um, that I've got um, when I've been talking a lot about Mars and Saturn in 2020 and it's the idea of the sword in the stone from the Arthur mm, legend. Um, yeah. But I loved how you were saying like the forging and the um, the strength that comes from that because I do think there's a weird clash or a weird mashup with Mars, the planet of short-term immediate results in Capricorn, which is a sign to do with the long-term and, and the far distant future. And one of the things I think we'll all be kind of asked to reassess in the six weeks starting, when does Mars go into Capricorn? February 16. Uh, so the six weeks after February 16, second half of February and then all of March, we're just being asked to reassess, you know, short-term versus long-term goals and priorities. And the idea idea of like, is something important or is it urgent? You know, that idea, um, you know, the urgent things sometimes dominate, but we've got to stay on top of the important Mm -hmm. long-term things, which I think goes to your piece, Cass, about, you know, your lovely saying about don't put off today. Don't wait till tomorrow to do what you can do today or whatever that saying is. Yeah. One thing I find myself uh, tapping into a lot is don't... um, don't compromise your long-term goal for a short-term mm. one. You know, yeah. like go the distance, get what you really want and define what that is. Totally. Yeah. And I think that other that the little saying I've got for this is something like short-term gain, short-term pain for long-term gain. Mm. Um, and I do think Saturn in Capricorn, sorry, Mars in Capricorn brings a lot of clarity um, because one of the gifts of Saturn is like just seeing things as they are, not as you want them to be. And yeah. one of you gals alluded to this, and I just wanted to amplify that point around Mars in Capricorn for the next six weeks is really going to bring to a head events of the last two years, the whole Saturn in Capricorn timeframe. And it yeah. really feels like we're ready to make some of those big decisions with the long-term implications. But this six weeks is like, uh, if I can swear, it's like shit or get off the pot. Like you're either doing it or you're not doing it, basically. Yep. Yeah. And it's kind of great that this is all happening right before 
Saturn moves into Aquarius, which will be coming in a future episode. So it's like Mars is in those that Capricorn area helping to kind of clear the ground away so that when Saturn moves into Aquarius, things are freer and lighter in many ways in that Capricorn area. I do also want to highlight that, you know, you've got a hot, dry planet in a cold, dry sign. So there will be quite a drying quality to this. Um, So just to be aware that there may be a need for moisture of some kind in in your daily practices, whether that's drinking water, whether that's putting oils on your skin, spending time in the water, just to kind of be aware of that as well. Oh, you totally. know, a, v- a VB if that's your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that's your we've poison. got Mercury in Pisces <laughs> adding to all of that. Just need to make sure you had the glass of water with the VB. People yeah. start to think I'm an alcoholic, which is totally not true. <laughs> Not with the beer, at least. No. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, the dryness, Leash, that's an interesting point. And this is something I think we can all observe is like, is it an excess of dryness that becomes problematic or is it an increase in dryness which helps with understanding the necessary space or distance between mm. things? Like that clarifying, healthy separation can sometimes be, a, it's a positive manifestation of the dry quality, if you like. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Kel. It's. It, I just. I think. I think there'll probably be a bit of both. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes you know, you know, like just say from a relational standpoint, you know, like say for example, you're in a new thing and you spend so much time together, and it's you know a heightened level of stuff, and then. Uh, you know, you don't talk to your friends for a bit because you're so in with this new person and then you're, you're like train tracks. You just start to drift away a little bit. So you can get that clarity and perspective to do those solo things, which Mars ultimately wants to do. So, mm. um, yeah, just to take that step back can also give you a lot of perspective on the longer term, particularly as it's looking you know, to Saturn and Capricorn for it, those perspectives. So, yeah, that separation quality, um, sometimes you actually need to pull apart from something or someone in order just to get stuff done. Not everything is a collaborative effort. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think as well there'll be something about, I just get this sense of there's the maturation of Mars in this sign that will help you know, when Mars then goes into Aries later in the year and does all that crazy thing and will still square, with the retrograde, will square the Saturn in Capricorn. So it's almost like if you can get things tidied up, put the focus in, put the (laughs) discipline in, that will actually help you at the time. And, Mm. you know, this was a big journey for me last year that you girls helped me through, which was to step away from the buffet of crazy, have Mm. the discipline to just have a few focused priorities to put yourself on so that when all the Aries, um, Mars in Aries starts in when does Mars move into Aries in August? And it's there until... End of June. End of June, God. And it's there until pretty much the end of the year. It is the whole way through. Early January 2021. (laughs) So, yeah, I know. And that retrograde period, especially September through November, it's like that sense of if all your ducks in a row are in a row now, you know what your priorities are, you don't have all the other things on the table, you will have the space to not have to have all the energy at that time. You know, it'll be like, okay, I'm just focused on this. I'm just focused on this. That's it. Everything else can kind of just drift away for the time being. So that's my hot tip. Love it. Mars in Cap. Love it. 
Yeah. Mars, I mean, I think, Cass, you mentioned this, like Mars is so good in Capricorn. It's exalted there. The coolness of Capricorn tempers that crazy heat of Mars and just makes him a little bit more measured and more thoughtful and more planned. And that's where, you know, I know for me, I'm really looking forward to thinking before I do things or planning before (laughs) taking action, which is going to be fantastic. Me too, especially everybody else that has a... (laughs) A Mars I feel like Cass is, Cass is already winning at this because of oh, the Mars yeah. her chart. I just feel like there's already a sword on my back and I'm just ready to like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God, I like that. <laughs> what, like ne- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Sorry. I, no, mean, I was getting. <laughs> I was thinking about Uhtred from The Last Kingdom. Oh, uh, I was thinking that's Princess. Or even that too. I love my medieval stuff, my Lord. I think I'm, like, born in the wrong, wrong time. But, I mean. Actually, can I just say I had a client the other day with Mars in Capricorn who is into medieval games. Oh, oh my God, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Love it. I know I tried. um, He hasn't um, made his presence felt, but I do have a new kitten and it's it's a different black cat, but anyway, we won't go there. I was trying to, you know, get my son to agree on some more medieval or Nordic names, but he wouldn't do it. But the thing is with Mars in Capricorn, it's... um, You know, people think discipline is the key to success and whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve, business, money, relationships, health, whatever. I don't believe that to be ultimately true. I think it is prioritizing what is important to you Mm. and put that stuff first, you know, and And everything else. And being disciplined to stick with it. Yeah, it's probably a combination. It becomes a habit. Discipline is, is just, is a habit, prioritizing a habit and, you know, to use this phrase again, to an alcoholic, getting that drink is a discipline to them, but it's just the habit. So Mm. discipline, I think, is a little bit blind um, if you haven't prioritised what's important. You know, some people are disciplined, but they just on autopilot, right? They just uh, get up, go to work, you know, the nine to five Dolly Departon sort of song. (laughs) You were on our Dolly track here uh, after you reintroducing me to her uh, recently, Leash. I remembered how much I love her, the Capricorn she is. But, yeah, like. Working nine to five. Totally. (laughs) But did you know, like the nails. It's the typewriter yeah, yeah, sound yeah. is her acrylic yeah, nails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's cool, but isn't it? Ma- I love ma- that podcast. Makes my liver bits just get so excited, you know, thinking that she's making music with her f- acrylic nails. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway oh, my Mars gosh. Mustn't Capricorn, back to discipline. Yeah, just prioritise what's important and develop your habits around that and that will lead you to the long-term goal that you're ultimately seeking. That's mm. my words of wisdom for today. Such great (laughs) advice. I think I have to. I have to disagree on the discipline, and maybe we bring it up at another time. Oh, I like it. Well, because discipline is to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, discipline is disciple in when you. So it's like being in disciple to yourself. So, Mm -hmm. like the alcoholic is is following urges they're not following yeah. a discipline towards a drink it's an urge whereas it's like that steel rod I was talking about in the back when you have a purpose and a mission which Mars likes in Capricorn that is really what can drive you towards what you want and what you can be disciplined towards mm. um maybe for me being more cardinal like I just see it in a in a quite a different way and I mm. need more discipline with all my Mars um so I actually really love 
discipline and I think it's something that I could bring in myself more, especially around Netflix. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Mercury is in Pisces right now. So just like yeah. go there, do no. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that was just my two cents worth on discipline. Interesting. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's all true, you know, whatever you believe, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. that's our like juicy, like Capricorn, uh, Jupiter and Capricorn edge to our podcast this week. So, um, so many juicy what you insights got for you going all. On? So I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. What have you got yeah. going on? What's happening? Uh, I've got two things starting very soon now that it's like February. For me, I feel like the whole year is starting this month because I'm actually home now after being mm. traveling for seven weeks. So on February 8th, I have my group mentoring starting, which is for intermediate students and new practitioners who want to practice and refine chart interpretation skills. And on February 10th, I actually have my next, well, my first in three years beginner astrology class intake. So I'm teaching Ooh. my, yeah, my practical astrology foundations course, uh, six live classes on Monday, starting February 10th. Uh, I'll be teaching that. So if anybody wants to either get started from the ground up, the beginner class is for you. But if you're already pretty seasoned and you just want to refine your chart interpretation skills, then group mentoring is for you. And all the info is on my website, kellysastrology.com. What, what about, about you, Lynch? Uh, so what have I got? Oh, yes. We're talking about Astro Basics. I am running a kind of part webinar, part teaching, um, on Thursday, the 13th of just those, you know, for, I've had quite a few questions of people who are really just starting to dip their toes into astrology and want to get to understand their chart more. So it's those main four points, your rising and its ruling planet, the moon and the sun, and just how to have a look at the, the three layers of the chart as well. So, That'll be on Thursday the 13th, so pop along to my website, aliciayusuf.com, to join in on that. Um, and, yeah, the no, that'll be all I'm doing because we're not doing that next episode. So I was <laughs> going to talk about the new moon in Pisces, but that's next episode. So. Next episode. Yes. What about you, Cass? Well, it's definitely that time of year for beginners and starting new things. So, yes, I'm doing a uh, online series for People who are new to astrology, perhaps reading online, a little bit like overwhelmed or confused or just wanting to brush up on the basics. So that starts on the 27th um, of February and that will take you through to the school kids go back on holidays again. So if you're wanting to uh, rejuvenate yourself and learn some astrology, um, all of those details are there on not the courses page, and that's a bit confusing on my current website. It's on the events tab. You can register for that there. So um, I've had quite a few people book into it already. So um, I look forward to seeing you there. Cool. And that's that's us for this fortnight, guys. Hope you enjoyed Excellent. this. It's been great to uh, to do this with you both yet again. Yeah. See you all next time. Bye. See everyone. you later. Bye.